Well, it's been about a month, and I missed you guys so much. So, on this episode of Conversation with Shelby Green, what do you want to talk about? See, I did my little Cody Rose thing. Welcome, everyone. I'm back, and let's get rock and roll on this one. Excuse me as a swig of water for the walker man. Swig of water for the worker man, everybody. I want to thank everybody who was been very kind uh so what happened why did i quit doing the show what made me want to back away what made me want to just take a break or quit doing the show premium i quit doing the show simple guys the last six weeks of the programming i wasn't very happy with the direction of the show i was struggling with trying to find consistency of a good platform good programming I uh, tried to start a YouTube channel, which I am going to do by January, but I had to pull away from it because I literally was trying to do something and I was trying to dive deep dive into what I want to do. And simple guys, uh, I stopped caring, um, stopped giving a shit about the program. I moved the podcast back to Thursdays to spread it out. I ended up... Um, you know, just doing a bunch of shit I didn't agree with. I was becoming more negative with things, uh, a lot more. Um, just, you know, I talk a lot about mental health and stuff, but I was going through a rough patch with me, with myself mentally, and I took a break from it. Personal life wasn't the best at the time, uh, and when I say personal, I mean myself. Nothing else around it, but. Girlfriend and I were having a conversation the other day, and she says, you need to get back to doing what you're doing. You love doing the podcast. You love talking about the YouTube channel. This is what you want to do. And, you know, I sat back and said, yeah, I'll probably come back. I don't know. I had um, planned on just leaving this alone for the rest of the year and maybe come back in January and doing something like that. But what happened was I decided that, you know what, it's just time. I was at my kid's baseball the other day and the love of my life was there we were sitting on the we were sitting on the dugout bench she goes she goes something on your mind I said yeah I think I'm coming back and she just her, her she smiled from ear to ear she goes good it's about that damn time and of course you know uh I decided I was coming back better than ever and uh she has been and I want to give a shout out to the love of my life Brandy Moorhead for putting the effort in that she has done on the page doing show I never thought of um, I am looking forward as I record this on Sunday at 12.05 p.m. I have a trunk or treat I have to go to here at Royce Park in Indianapolis, Indiana. I wish I could do this better, but <laughs> it's going to happen today. But I decided that uh, tonight when I get home, I'm going to get out of my costume and get in here in this new studio I got in the, my house. And I am going to record or go live on Facebook and I might get a couple guests on there. I might just talk to you guys. But either way, guys, we were rocking and rolling. We are doing our thing. I'm sitting here on my couch with the microphone up to my mouth. I feel amazing. I feel good. I feel like this is going to be a good time to talk. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's see. Um, we can start off by talking a little bit about a little football. Is I don't care about my Google password required. But I will state this for the record. I am very ecstatic what Jeff Brom has done with the little football program. But I will state this. As you may know, Louisville is now 6-1. We Louisville blew a game the other night against Pitt. They didn't come prepared or whatever. Here's my thoughts on it. Gerard Jordan being out hurts. Him being hurt was a problem. He's had a hamstring injury. He didn't feel right. It is what it is. 
missed you throw the ball 51 times in the rain with Jack Palmer. He put the ball in his hands. Now, I will admit, the two interceptions, let's be honest, they were one was a P.I. call, one of them was a drop pass. Got to catch the ball. You also don't go to the game in the rain on a shitty-ass field in Pittsburgh. And, yes, the University of Pittsburgh, let's be honest, I'm a Steelers fan to the day I die. But that's one of the worst fucking turfs for a football field you will find. Or grass, whatever you want to call it, it is dog shit. It's been dog shit for years. Excuse me, I'll take a drink of water. Now, that's good. But I will state this, and this is just my opinion on things. As much as I would love to see Louisville in the college football playoff, as much I would love to see that and see it to believe it, I would love it. That is a two- or three-year process if you really look at the situation. Now, I will state this. For example, I feel like Louisville can still win 10 to 11 games this year. I look at the remainder of their schedule, and I'm going to talk about the pit game here in detail, but I'm going to go ahead and look up. <laughs> We're going to look up the uh, – Schedule quick as I go to Bleach Report. By the way, Bleach Report, get your scoring shit right, man, because for some reason it was all the way off. Yeah, I just, God, that pit, that that bothers me, man. All right, so. So here's the schedule, remaining schedule. We've got a bye week this week. Thank God, perfect timing. Saturday, a, a game at home against Duke. We got another Saturday on November 4th. We got a game against Virginia. Uh, Virginia Tech, excuse me, Vitek. And then um, on on Thursday, November 9th, we got a home game against Virginia. Saturday, November 18th, at Miami. And then Thanksgiving weekend, more than anything in the world, the, the game against Kentucky. Now, I will state this for the record. 6-1 and one is a lot better than 5-2, and two, which is Kentucky's record. And I know there's some dumbass Wildcat fans out there that are going to run their mouth about, oh, well, you guys lost a pit. Our two losses are better than yours. Blah, 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 blah. Here's my thing, y'all, and I mean this. You look at Kentucky's schedule. They got a bye week this week, but they got Tennessee at home, at Mississippi State, Alabama at home, at South Carolina, at Louisville. I see Tennessee kicking that ass. I see Alabama kicking that ass, and I see Louisville kicking that ass. Now, we'll make this real clear. There are some of the media down there that have this narrative, and there's a lot. There's a, I'm going to talk about the fan base too on this. From day one, since Jack Plummer stepped on a Louisville foot on a football field with a Louisville uniform on, on, and I mean first day, I mean the home, not the spring game, not this, not that. I'm talking about the first actual home game. I heard that. I've heard the negatives. We ain't gonna win with Jack Plummer. You're not gonna win a national championship with Jack. Jack Plummer is not our quarterback. Blah 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 blah. I will sit here and state this for the record. Jack Plummer was brought in to get Louisville off on the right foot right here and now, to win now, to get the statement in. Brom knew coming into this job, we were losing Malik Cunningham. We were losing a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys that were going to go or going to graduate or transfer. He brought this guy in because he trusted him. He put him at, he had him coach him at Purdue. He trusted him. And you look at the wide receivers we got with Thrash, Bell, Callaway, all these guys, man. I mean, they're great. But also at the same time, he knew we had to bring in. He brought in two. You know, we got Maurice Turner running back, who I thought in Gerard Jordan. Obviously, he's the star of the shit. But, you know, Guerrero was a good running back, too. We got some great guys at Louisville. It's the best offensive unit we've seen in Louisville since the Brian Petrino days. Let's just be honest. An offense. Ouch, that hurt my ankle. Kick my chair. That um, That's the best offensive unit we've had at the University of Louisville in a long time for football. And defensively, I know the defense. 
people are saying, well, the defense did this defense. Look, I still believe Louisville's got a great defense. I think they got one of the better defensive units in the country. I think last night it was just a, it was just a situation. They couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. And when they got stops, their offense turned the ball over on them. The defense has made – what got the game the week before the game, the win against Notre Dame, what got us in that was Riley getting those interceptions. July and the crew getting to the quarterback, creating havoc, stuffing the run. We couldn't do it the other night because, let's be honest, slice of humble pie works sometimes, guys. A loss is a loss. It's a bad loss. I get it. Pitt might not win three more games this year, and that's what's embarrassing. But the fact that remains is sometimes you got to get your ass kicked to wake your ass up sometimes. And I think that's going to help him. Tom knew he made a mistake last night. He threw the ball 51 times. Why are we running the ball? Why are we not running the ball with Guerrero and Turner? Even when Gerard out, we were running the ball well. And here's another thing, too, I want to point out as well. Everybody wants to point the fact out of the throw to thrash that Plummer had a chuck to get to him. Look, man, if that – Plummer did rush the throw. I'm not taking that away from him. But at the same time, offensive line collapsed on him. And also, Louisville lost, their, I think, their best right guard – Lost a starting right guard during the game, before the game. So, it was just a recipe for disaster. And you know the rest of the country has been against us. Let's just be honest. College game day has been running their mouth about us. The ACC has constantly, constantly been never been a Louisville fan. Even whatever. It's a, you can say it's a conspiracy theory. You can say what you want to say about it. It's the truth. I know it's the truth. And I will be honest with you guys. I'm fed up with the bullshit just as much as you guys are. I think it's a crock of shit the way Louisville's treated. I was over at my dad's there, and I, my kid was even like, they can't get a call or anything. Like, they're this clearly pass interference stripped all over him. Let's be honest. The 14 points off turnovers, the fumble by Plummer, I saw it coming a mile away, a strip sack. He wasn't paying to try to do too much. Just get the get rid of the ball, take off, get rid of the ball. The INT he threw when he's trying to get the thrash. Thrash got held up and should have been pass interference. They didn't call that. The other interception, the ball popped out on a pick, and everybody said, well, it was a bad throw. No, it wasn't. Your hands on the ball right there pops up. You should have brought it in. You got to catch it with your body in a rainy game like that. But also, why are we not, you know, we're, we're focused on plumber, plumber, plumber. Why are we not talking about Braun's play calling? Braun made a mistake. He shouldn't He shouldn't throw the ball that much. There have been incidents on the road all year long where they have struggled to get things done. They had to come behind in Georgia Tech. They technically had to come behind in the NC State, the neutral site game against um, Indiana. They shut out in the second half. The defense had to come up and play. We had some we had some problems, but also at home, you know, Murray State shut them out. Boston College kicked their ass, and then of course the Notre Dame game the other night. I mean, now you look at their final stretch, their last what five games or ten or last seven games. If I've named off, they're, uh, except for the Miami game, they're all at home. We got a chance to really know, and I apologize if I made a mistake on that, but i pull it up one more time for you guys if I miscounted. Like one, two, three, four, five. Out of our last five games, you look at me, the last five games, playing simple, four of them are at home. The Miami game might be a trap game, but I don't see us losing either of those four games. I think we beat Duke. I think that happens. And now the rest of the country is like, well, we know we told you Louisville had a weaker side of the schedule. No, look, man, it happens all the time. How many times? We just watched Colorado blow a big-ass lead. We just watched Washington straight, Washington, uh, Washington State get their ass kicked. It happened. And I hate to use Colorado because they're not ranked, but still teams blow big. Team, this happens. It happens. Louisville ain't the only one that's been, you know, hurt by it. And excuse me, my girlfriend's texting me. So 
Sorry about that, guys. That's one thing about me. I don't edit this thing. I just go with the flow and make it good because, you know, she's been helping me out, so I got to answer call. You know how mama is anyway. <laughs> now, back to the thing. So, yeah, there's nothing to hang your hat on. I mean, let's be honest. It could be like University of Cincinnati right now with Scott Satterfield. And, by the way, to the athletic department of the University of Cincinnati, thank you because you took away our biggest obstacle. Now, I will state, if you go on the you go on the, the back of the episodes, how I felt about Scott Satterfield, he was my coach. I supported him. But at the same time, I knew in the back of my mind the guy wasn't going to do shit for us. He was always he always felt like he never wanted to be here, always said he wanted to be here. That he didn't get an extension for a reason. They didn't give him an extension for a reason. And he took his ball, went home, went to Cincinnati. And they are struggling. Oh, you know, you know, Scott has you know, it's you know, Scott Satterfield's full of shit. He's been full of shit for a long time. But I also want to point this out too. Uh, there's some media guys down there in Louisville, and I'm not gonna go on this rampage attacking the media like I have in the past. And I've deleted a couple episodes off this page, off this platform because I just didn't like the way I sounded. I really believe that this is the Louisville Athletics is starting to turn the corner all around. I think football doing this with Brom getting the fan base back. I think volleyball doing well as it's doing. I think a lot of things like that. Baseball struggling, but I do believe that uh, McDonald is going to turn around even though I like to see him win a college world series because, come on, man, let's go. But the big question mark is I segue into this before I segue into the thing, and you guys probably know where I'm coming. And some of the guys are probably rolling their eyes right now as I hear this. My final thoughts on Lowell's football thing, the program. Here's the thing. we got to buy a week. Let's get healthy. We come in Saturday, we take care of business against Duke, let's get a win. Now, do I think we're going to drop out of the top 25? No. I think we'll drop low, but we'll drop that low. Um, do I think out of the remaining schedule we can win all our games? Absolutely. Do I think it's – I think I'm I'm more on the fact we're going to win every game. I think the Miami game could be a trap game. I do believe that. Um, but that's about it. Do I think we got a shot against the ACC title, ACC title game? If uh, I was looking at this – and here's the thing about the ACC title game. The fact that we're even having this conversation, the situation we're in is damn incredible. But as I pull up, let's pull up Miami. It's North Carolina beat Miami last night. Here's North Carolina's schedule. At home against uh, Virginia, at Georgia Tech. Who the hell? I think that's a tra- – that's a, that's a, I can't tell who this is. But not on their schedule. But they got a game uh, Saturday, November 4th. Can't I can't see the logo on Bleachport. It's not pulling it up. What? Who is this? Oh, Campbell fighting Campbells. That's a that's a win. Duke at home at Clemson at NC State. So the final two games of the year could be big for North Carolina. You go to Florida State. Where are you at? Oh, let's go to the ACC. Why am I doing that? Here. Oh, here we are. Bam. There we are. Man, they dog walk Syracuse. Ooh. Here's the final remaining games. They got Duke next week at home at Wake Forest at Pitt, Miami at home. Uh, North Alabama at home and at at Florida in the year. So Florida State's probably going to win all their games. I really believe they're going to go undefeated. I think the question mark for Louisville can Louisville if Louisville the only way Louisville gets in this title in this game because if a they win every single game on their schedule and North Carolina drops in my opinion they're going to have to drop two games because the loss to Pitt is bad now. If they lose their final two games, let's say, for example, North Carolina loses at home to Duke, and then they drop a final game on the road either at Clemson or at NC State, it is big. Now, North Carolina, out of their last, they have a split. They've got three games at home, three games on the road. So that I feel better about Louisville's situation because of the situation that out of their last the remaining games, like I said, four out of five are at home. 
So that makes me feel a lot better. Now, taking consideration that we at the way Louisville is, we're recruiting right now, Brom hitting the portal. I just can't wait for the future what they're gonna do. And here's the thing. Everybody, there was some idiot out there that was tweeting about it. they can go eleven and one, but they won't get the ACC title game because of this loss, or they won't get a good bowl game because of this loss. Look, guys, ten to eleven wins are going to get a damn good bowl game. You just are. Stop. Just stop, and that's it. And simple. Now, segue into something else that I want to talk about, and we're going to go ahead and get into the situation right now as I want to talk about it, plain and simple, because that is what I want to do. Because I, when I mentioned little athletics. And I know where everybody's going. They're groaning about it. I know y'all are going to be groaning about it, and I don't give a shit. Louisville Cardinals men's basketball and Louisville's women's basketball. Shout out to Jeff Walls doing a great job recruiting. Now, I will state this for the record. I have been hugely supportive over Kenny Payne. I have been attacked on social media, and I've got into it with fans, and I'm guilty of it too. I've said some things to some people I regret, and I wholeheartedly apologize for that. That's one of the reasons why I deleted my old Twitter account. I got rid of it for a reason. Here's my things. I was wrong all last year, and I'll stand two toes, ten toes down, ten fingers up, all about it. But I do like what Kenny Payne's got down there at Louisville. I'm not like some idiots out there that actually just watch some highlights and go off of what plays are being run or whatever. Because there is a Twitter account that I do follow that, I'd be honest with you, is the most negative Twitter account on Louisville. Hashtag Louisville Twitter. You know what I'm talking about. And... You, if anybody ever hears this, you know who exactly who I'm talking about, and that's his. And I have nothing against the guy. I just hate how negative he is. You talk about being real all you want, but when's the last time he said anything positive? And by the way, this is the same guy that said the Notre Dame game was a fluke. Nothing was a fluke. That Louisville was going to win that game no matter what that last Saturday, two Saturdays ago. They were going to win that game no matter what. Louisville got into a situation. It's just the, the stars did not line up last Saturday night. That's the last thing I'm going to talk about the Louisville pit game for now. That's it. But back to what I was talking, getting the segue into this. Here's the facts. The talent is much better than it was last year. I like the core talent we got. Now, I will state this. I'm happy that Tyler, Tyler Johnson is eligible. Absolutely. I am ecstatic about that. Now, here's the thing that bothered, that really, really gets me going. is because as I pull up uh, Louisville's men's basketball schedule. I'll just pull it up here on the laptop. Why am I looking at my phone? Not soccer schedule. What the fuck? Google. God damn it. <laughs> Pardon my language, y'all. I've been trying not to cuss so much on this thing, but. And here we go. So, we're going to talk all about this. And as I scroll down through this, I did not attend the scrimmage at all. I didn't attend it, but I will state this. This is what I got. So, here's the thing, guys. Pull up the PFD. This, my laptop's being a little slow, guys. I apologize. But anyway, um, like I said before, I'm very ecstatic. I'm ex- very excited for change. I'm ecstatic with the talent roster. This is some of the best, in my opinion, this is literally some of the absolute, this is the best talent we've seen in a little roster of guys in a long time. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Now, 
I will state this, and I will make this real clear. I really, truly believe that Louisville can make a run into the NCAA tournament with this crew, guys. Now, I will admit this. I will make this real clear. Last year was embarrassing, and I will stand on that all day long. It was embarrassing. I really believe that Louisville can get hot. They're a type of team where they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle with certain things. They're going to struggle with, you know, some after while they're going to look at them like, what the fuck was that? They're going to be. It's going to be one of those teams where you go. They're going to be into some games, and you're going to be like, man, they won that game. Hell yeah. Like, Louisville's back, and then they'll drop an egg. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Now, that's what can happen. Here's And here's what I think after after seeing the scrimmage. Because the scrimmage game, somebody recorded somebody on iPhone Twitter was at the game and uh, recorded it for me. And he sent me some clips. Not recorded, but he sent me some clips of what he saw. And he sent me some good and some bad, but I will say this. From what I was gathered from seeing those clips, I feel a lot better and more comfortable to say that they can make the NCAA tournament. Now, that's not the standard level. The standard is, the expectation is, the expectation is battling to get to the Final Four every year. That's what it is with now. Are these guys there? I don't think so. I think they can gel weather and get some confidence and build on that. Um, the whole Nolan Smith drama, I'm not going to get into that. I think it's a, it's been, the media's ran with it, the fan base ran with it. Somebody, whoever put that out there, I mean, as my hamster's going crazy in her thing, hammy, um, whoever came up and how it got leaked out, I don't know. Um, but I will say this. Kenny Payne talked about how he got the phone call and God's blessing the interview. And he asked me what to do. He goes, I don't want to leave, but I think it would be a good idea to get my name out. Because Nolan Smith wants to be a head coach. I mean, who doesn't want to be a head coach? I mean, I'm starting to, I'm going to be an assistant coach for an AU team here in a couple, in about a month and a little, a little over a month. And we're going to rock and roll with that. And I'm gonna, eventually, maybe one day, I'll get, like, be a head coach something. That's just my thing. That's what I look at. That being said, I look at the talent roster of what they've got. And what the media is ran with. Now I know the media, the Justin Surfros of the world, they, they that bald headed bozo has ran his mouth constantly about Louisville. You know, he ran his mouth about everything. Uh, he's been on this anti called Kenny Payne a bum, that he doesn't want to work with the local media. He called Kenny Payne a cancer too, as well. I mean, yeah, let's just throw a deadly disease out there and talk about a human being. That makes a lot of fun. I mean, that's really polite of you. And you wonder why people can't stand your big ass. But anyway, your big ass head ass. Get off tangent. I told me I wasn't going to talk about the media. I wasn't going to say it, but I literally cannot stand that dude. The ground he walks on, I can't stand the guy. I can't stand him. Ty Spalding, these other guys, blank, blank, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I, I can, even if I disagree with what they say, they, they do a great job of coverage. This guy, I never knew who he was until he started running down Kenny Payne. Maybe I wasn't paying attention enough, but I don't know who he is. He's not Bozick. He's not uh, Eric Crawford. He, uh, he's not Crawford. He's not these other guys I'm, I'm naming down that have been consistent. He's just not, in my opinion. Now, I will say this. My hot, my bit, my fee thing is this. You know, I was sitting there. My dad and I watched a lot of games last year. Dad is my dad. My father is the reason why I'm into this little. He's the reason why I love little basketball. Why I eat it, sleep it, breathe it, talk about it. He's the reason why. But here's the thing, and I mean this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart when I talk about this, and people nod their head about this. Last year was the worst. 
team I've ever seen in Division One college basketball history. And I was naive and dumb thinking 20, 25 games. I was just trying to be positive, and I really thought maybe they could turn on late and get hot against the NIT. I knew they were going to make the tournament. I, I knew it. I knew it. But I was just trying not to be like everybody else and be negative because those guys, the players and shit, those guys see that shit. They see what's going on. And a lot of those guys should have been there last year. And I really believe that. Now, I will state this. I've got into it, guys. I've ignored guys. I don't even follow some guys. I've actually had to block a couple people. I just don't care no more. I block you. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm, if you're going to get disrespectful and whatever, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to do the right thing and block you. I'm just going to ignore you. That's the best thing to do. That being said, when I look at certain situations that were handed, you know, everybody says, why did Kenny Payne bench some of these guys? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Here's the thing. Kenny Payne's hands were tied. He can't. You, you, how would you as a recruit think about this? Think about this. How how would you, as a recruit, look at the situation and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, why, they just fired Chris Mack, their RIP ruling's coming up, what would happen, well, they're going to get hammered, they're going to get nailed, they're going to get destroyed, why would I go there, and it, but it's in the ass. The DJ Wagner thing, how embarrassing was that? Let me tell you, let me if you want to point the finger to blame it to anybody on that, go to your boy Ricky P up there in St. John. And let me be honest with you, yes, I am thankful for what Rick Patino did, but I am not a fan of Rick Patino personally, and I will continue to stand on that till my feet are dead in the ground. And simple. Now I will state this is another one. Here's another thing to talk about. If you really look at the situation that's going on down there in Louisville, what that happened, what's going on. Can we all sit there and talk about? There were certain guys that said, "Well, Dre Davis and his brother wanted to play here." And those guys weren't going to play for Kenny. Everybody talks about guard positioning and stuff like that. No, that's not going to happen. The University of Louisville got away from one thing: what they made them happy. Now, I will admit, Chris Mack was recruiting when he was handcuffed, but University of Louisville got away from one thing: they got away from being themselves. How many times we watch this double horn set with Mack, and we just Boring as shit. Yeah, we won some games. Yeah, we won a lot of games with Rick's players. When Rick's players were gone, how many games did he really win? The Pegasus thing. I like Pegasus, but let me be honest. Was he's the right? What you know? Louisville goes f- what five and one or four and one before Matt gets the job back and they go on the road to play Michigan State. And yeah, that whole thing goes down with that. I look at that whole situation. The Super Six, the Avengers of Louisville. A class, yeah, great recruiting class. Outside David Johnson, who really stood out in that class? Think about it. So Zinsky was a three-star recruit, plays hard, but he, come on, man. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, Another thing, Adrian Nagano, the Irish Hawk, a guy that I was really excited about, a physical forward that showed flashes of Montrez Harrell, my opinion. Never got a chance. He also was injured, too, had some injury issues. David Johnson, a guy I just talked about, big recruit. It was the guy that I really thought Louisville basketball could build around. Sam Williamson, five-star McDonald's All-American. I never saw that. I saw a little bit his freshman year, but he got worse. Sam got worse, in my opinion. And the next one, uh, who was looking out? Oh, Josh Nickelberry, the first recruit that uh, – Chris Mack got. I was a fan of Josh Nickelberry. Never really played him. Never gave him a chance. Forced him out the door, in my opinion. Damn shame. And, of course, Jalen Withers, the most talented guy of that group, and could not handle the pressure. These guys, those guys had to go. Sidney Curry did not come last year in shape, and it bit us in the ass. 
If Sidney Curry showed up in shape, they probably would have got a chance. And let me make this clear. Everybody had these expectations for Kenny Payne because what he did at Kentucky with Cal Perry, and I get why, and I had the same thing. But also, you got to look at it realize, they won 13 games years a year prior to that. They were struggling. They were horrible. Horrible. And they lost 70% of the scoring off that team. 70% of the scoring off the team. And then they lose those guys, and you expect them to win more games with the crew they got now? Well, it was dumbed down to coaching, blah, blah, blah. You know, and anybody that sits there and says that about coaching, they had to. They had one true ball handler last year. Hersey Miller was not healthy at all last year. You could tell he was, he was coming off, a, I think he had a hip injury or something like that. He was coming off, didn't play well. Father Basile was just brought in to fill the roster, just brought in to fill it, and he never played at all. That's it. Devin Reed was a freshman who he who hit the who transferred uh, who decommitted from LSU and went to Louisville with with with, uh, with went to Louisville with LSU. He didn't really get to see the floor at all. I'm trying to think of some other guys they brought in. Oh, Huntley Hatfield, the biggest question mark because I really think Huntley Hatfield has talent just as motor, and that's it. Out of all the negativity we got, the four guys, you know what I knew who was coming back and who wasn't? This is my take on things. When Emmanuel Okafor, if I say his name wrong, probably big, big E, big Emmanuel, came into Louisville. And people were talking about how his energy was off. And they said, man, you got to calm down with this energy, man. You're going crazy. People were talking about reporting that and how his energy level. And people were telling him to slow down. I'm like, no, we need that. We need Somebody needs to be pushed. Emmanuel's energy was big. Even though he played four games last year, you saw what he can do. I mean, God dang, look at what he can do, man. Seriously. Here's another thing. You know, And like I said, I, I'm segueing to this. You know when I knew who was coming back who wasn't? When I watched the uni- when I watched Mike James and Emmanuel go on vacation in Orlando where Mike James is from, they went down there to work out, and they worked out. Eli Roosevelt, Wheeler, Eli Ellis, Roosevelt, and Withers all went separately. And I knew right then and there this team is divided. They're split in half. I knew right then and there, right then and there, that and simple, I knew it was going to be I said, Mike James, Amanda will be back, and those other three are gone, and I was right. Now, here's the thing. Everybody wants to point the finger at Kenny Payne not knowing what talent is, how to coach these guys, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. You telling me, you look me straight in the eyes and telling me that Sidney Curry, Eli Ellis, Jalen Withers are better than Dennis Evans, Trey White, and Sky Clark. Someone would argue me that they're better than those three guys because they're not. I guarantee you they're not. And back to what I was saying with my dad when I got off topic, but dad and I were talking about that Louisville needed a certain amount of guys. Louisville needed like, like I was watching play um, – when Kentucky beat the hell out of us at Rupp last year. Oh, it makes me sick to my stomach to even make that comment. Kentucky whooped our ass. Jacob Toppin was getting in the middle, was getting in between and shooting these little 15-foot mid-range jump shots. And I, I looked over and my dad and said, we need somebody like that that can get can take the ball off the dribble, take two dribbles, and do a pull-up. We don't got a guy on this team that can do that except for Eli Ellis. Jalen Withers could have been that guy, but he he wouldn't get away. He wouldn't do it consistently, a guy consistently. And I watched Trey White the other night do that, and I was very ecstatic with him doing that. I was like, damn. And Trey White can handle the ball get guys involved too. A little sweet-ass bounce pass to Dennis Evans with a little two-man flush. I was like, oh, that's pretty. Um, another thing too, another thing I was talking about, 
When is the last time we had some rim protection or shot blocking at Louisville outside of Giannis Mahmoud? And I ain't a big Giannis Mahmoud fan. I thought he was he. I know why Rick recruited Rick Pitino recruited him, but I he just it floundered. And I look at Dennis Evans there and I get five block shot blocks in the scrimmage. I'm thinking, okay. When is the last time we had a a pure a pure point guard that could get guys involved and can share the rock? Look at Scott Clark what he did the other night. When was the last time Louisville had multiple rim runners? J.J. Trainer is the, the one rim runner, but you look at other guys. Emmanuel Okafor is a rim runner. He's a rim running big. Every time he gets to the rim, he wants to dunk the ball. Dennis Evans, same way he wants to dunk. My point is with this is basically we have a roster that we can actually watch and see what Kenny can do. Here's my facts, and this is what I'm going to run it down. I, I tweeted about this a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to run this down. Here's the starting five that I would go with. And this is just my opinion on this, and I could be wrong. I would go with Sky at point, Trey White at the at the two-guard spot. The wing is Mike James. I think Mike James is a mismatch for wings. I think Mike James is a great player. I think Mike James, and I would say this, the four guys that came back to Louisville, those four out, and I would say this, J.J. and Mike James got better. Out of everybody. Huntley got hurt. He showed flashes what he can do. Ed Emanuel played those four games, and I was a fa- fine with it. Back to it. Mike James at the three. At the four spot, I still go with I still go with uh, Huntley Hatfield. I think you start Huntley. I think he needs to start. That's a fact. And at the five, I've been back and forth, but I think playing Dennis Evans is probably the best thing to start him at the five. I think it is. Now, the bench-wise. J.J. Trainer should be your first guy off the bench for energy. J.J. is a guy that can come in, play hard, rim run, get to the rim, get some offensive rebounds, weak side help on offensive rebounding, and do his thing. That's what J.J. does. Coming after that, now here's where you fill your bench in. Now what do you do here? Do you bring him? Now you bring. You look at the manual. Manual comes off the bench. Okay, you got a manual comes in, cleans up some garbage. Now so now you got two bigs you can sub in and out. Fine. Then you go around and you look at the rest of your roster. Do you play Tyler Johnson or Hersey Miller to back up Sky? Now, I think Hersey's going to have to be ready until Ty gets his feet wet because, look, I know we started late, but it's it's about to be go time. Tyler Johnson's got a lot of ability, and I'm very excited about what he brings. So there's that. Now, here's the big question mark with the, the next thing that we're gonna everybody's going to raise their eyebrow about. What about Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams? I think Curtis Williams has got the best-looking jump shot I've seen of a Louisville uniform and a guy in a Louisville uniform in a long time. What I mean by that, the way he sets his feet, the way his arms are straight, the way the ball comes out of his hands, I mean, it's beautiful. And KG, Caleb Glenn, obviously he's from Louisville, so I'm going to root for the guy. And also, that's why I care so much about JJ. So, I feel like they are young, but these guys are going to play a lot. Now, I want to talk about the Trinity Flowers thing. Let's be honest. I'm glad Flowers is gone because Louisville don't need that. I'm mad at Kenny Wastes' time recruiting a guy because you could have got an R.J. Luis. You could have got it, went out and maybe got a, another guard to back up or got another dominant wing, somebody like that. Louisville's got the right guys to build this program around. They got some great guys, in my opinion. As I, you know, look at this roster right here, right now in front of me. So I pull this up real quick. I mean, and all I forgot. I am sorry. I want to. Didn't mean to disrespect. Karan uh, Davis, a guy that everybody says, well, he's a two or three. What is he? And he can play point a little bit. 
and you look at what he's doing. I'm I'm ecstatic for what Karan Davis can uh, what uh, Karan Davis can do. So right there, Louisville has at least eleven guys or twelve guys they can go to that can play. I like that. And we haven't talked about D'Lo, the the stretch three or four from Miami. We don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's going to do. I know why Kenny brought him in. I think I do, <laughs> but I don't know. And that's a fact that remains the same. Now here's my big thing: twenty three, twenty five wins. Top six seed in the NCAA tournament, I would like to see. That is what I'm hoping for in the back of my mind. Plain and simple. Um, do I think Louisville is going to win some top 25 games this year? Yes. Do I think Louisville is going to lose some games that's going to make me scratch my head? Yes. Do I think this Louisville team is going to win the fan base back? I do. Do I think Kenny Payne is going to eventually, after the season, win some games? He's going to be able to get some recruiting done. Absolutely. And simple. And that's my take on it. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to hang in here and I'm going to ride and die with this. If Kenny Payne struggles this year and has a bad season, then I'll be like, y'all, I, I want to see more results or I'm tired of this shit. But I want to make this real clear to all these people out there that think, well, Kenny Payne's going to, they're not going to win 10 games this year or 15 games this year. Have you looked at this roster and seen what they got? The negativity that you guys are saying. Look at this. Look at the talent pool they got. And there's another thing I want to point out, too. All you people out there that got stand accounts, the trusting Nolan and Kenny, the whole uh, Kenny's, sweat, uh, Kenny's vest, Kenny Payne's doing great things. Just do any one of those Twitter accounts. Can we stop doing this shit? Can we just stop? There's no reason to make a stand account to attack these guys. It's not good look. And you, if you're a further recruit looking at this, why would you, why would you even look at this? Now, I will state this. Jeff Lighty, 35KY Sports. Has done a great show, and I'm a huge fan of what he's doing. And he's honest, and I like his his positivity. It's nice because little media can be very harsh sometimes, <laughs> but you know they just care. But I will state this for one thing: if you think for one second that Josh Hurd made the thing I love about what Josh Hurd did, he brought in two guys. One, both of them played at Louisville. One was born and raised in Louisville, but the other guy played at Louisville. Both these guys are Louisville guys. They're Louisville Cardinals. And that means a lot. They know what it takes. Do I think Gogo Smith, as some people like to call him on Twitter, do I think he's going to eventually up and leave us? Yeah, he's going to get a better job. I think he's going to get a head coaching job because they're going to start winning games. They're going to start this. Do I think this team is going to uh, do things and do a lot of things? And, yeah, I think they are. But also I feel really good and confident of what Lil was going to do. I'm not going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers because I'm they're on a bye week and that's good enough. They can get away. Like I said, hashtag fire Matt candidate or figure something out, plain and simple. And we could talk a little wrestling, but we're just going to talk a little Louisville Cardinals for you. Talk a little bit about that. Um, horror film community-wise, there's not a lot out there right there that's caught my eye that we could talk about. Never Hike Alone 2, the Friday the 13th fan film. I watched that this morning. Pretty damn good fan film. But overall, guys, just rocking and rolling. Back in the groove like always. And maybe next week we'll have some more coverage. And also, I'll let you know, I am going to start covering AEW shows again. I'm also going to try and cover Impact Wrestling reviews. I'm also going to try and cover some other things as well. Open this show up more. Until then, and also in the coming weeks, we're going to get an intro to the podcast so it's not this dull-ass opening bullshit of me talking. You get a little intro feel. That being said, guys, thank you once again for all your like and love and support. Please don't. And also another thing, leave me a review. Send me messages on my thing. Tell me what I can do to get better at this, please, so I can learn. I will accept the criticism no matter what. As long as you're not going to be in a complete 
fucking about it, we can work this thing out. And tune in, guys. Like I always say as I close every one of my episodes, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up. Have a good one, y'all.